I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're fighting for direct mail every day and direct marketing and trying to keep you profitable. Anyway, uh, I've been thinking about my vision for the future, so I may share a little bit of that. But first, we're going to go over to Mar to, uh, to Tom Fishburn, okay? And here's his marketing planning slides. Okay, so first, and I'm going to try zooming in a little, and I don't know what that'll do. Control shift plus. Oh, I got to click on the control shift plus. There we go. Okay, it's too much as usual. Okay, so here is cool. Here is good. Our brand is up here. Other brands are down there in the bad and lame. That's the competitive landscape. Image of Gen Z's on their phone. Uh, then you got your branding, your digital, your digital, your TikTok. Uh, branding and brand and product, <laughs> some words in the cloud, something to do with purpose, something to do with AI, and what media the team likes, with probably little or no, little or no uh, data. Okay, marketing plans too often sound alike, even for companies, or even for completely different brands in completely different industries with completely different objectives. Uh, Gary uh, Gar Reynolds once dubbed the slidement an awkward union of presentation slides with a document. Uh, marketing plans can easily swell to hundreds of slides and appendices. Um, the biggest mistake in marketing planning is what Mark Ritson calls the tactification of marketing. And, you know, I probably fall into that category. <laughs> just to be honest, right? I was talking with a company that's spending millions on pay-per-click and they want to do a little bit of mail. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how can we, how can we show them what's really real? Not, I'm not trying to have direct mail win. If pay-per-click is the way to go, then it's the way to go. Um, you know, but after my interview with Dr. Augustine Fu, I think, you know, maybe a third of their clicks are are fake. <laughs> you know, a lot of activity, but not a lot of substance, not a lot of sales. But if I do mail and I do it well, I drive people to their site and then uh, or I drive people to Google and they and and Google gets paid, too. Right. You ever think about that? You know, if you send out a mailing and you uh, and you drive people, you know, you put the impression in their minds of your company, and then a couple days later they say, "Oh, I, I meant to go over there," and they don't get the URL, maybe, but they say, "Oh, I know the name of the company." What do they do? They go to Google, they type it in, and they see at the top of the listing your pay-per-click, and now you've paid. Not only have you paid the the dollar or so that it costs to mail them, but you paid a five bucks premium to Google. I don't know if you thought about it that way, but it very, very likely can be that. So it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. How not to be tactical in marketing? Because when you're wasting that kind of money, maybe millions of dollars potentially, um, just on digital fraud and 
bad attribution. Um, it's a good puzzle. It's a good puzzle. So I have often focused on tactics. And after reading this article by Fishburne, uh, he does he does uh, mention that Mark has a step-by-step marketing strategy planning document. And I will post that on the WDMA website um, after the show. Uh, I get a lot of people writing me and saying, oops, we missed the meetup, but, you know, make sure we get it next time. Well, the only way to make sure you get it next time is for you to do something. Go over to WDMA and subscribe. That's the best way. Uh, You can also, um, you can join the WDMA group, but that's, you know, that's going to look like a post on uh, on your feed, and I don't check my feed that often, to be honest about it. Okay, so anyway, um, so so how good is strategy in marketing? How how? Well, here's Mark's here's Tom's take on Mark's take. First, we diagnose the situation using data, and right off the bat, you know, data is not di- self-diagnosing. <laughs> Data is historical. Data will not get you to the future. The future strategy is the future, right? So you look at history. Yes, you can look at history, but you're going to have to have some insight that isn't provided by the data. So I, you know, and I and I say this regularly if you're a regular follower. You don't diagnose with data. You, you observe with data. Data is only for observation. The diagnosis comes when you connect the dots that you believe are in the data and then comes testing right and that's the strategic combination that direct marketing offers that these brand people just have no clue about you know they do commercials and and people go into the grocery store and they hopefully remember your brand and come out with it right or not right and 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 the the connection between the ad and the and the cash register is so remote uh, and it winds through people's minds and memory and emotions that it's just yeah I can understand why planning would be such a ethereal exercise okay so second we put together a strategy third we plan the tactics that will deliver the strategy so I wish they'd give them a few more examples Mark and Tom you know, tell me what a strategy, give me an example. Now, Mark does give examples. I have to give him that. Um, but, you know, my, my favorite stories that Mark tells are, are things like, um, you know, the Liverpool, I think it was the Liverpool Brewery that changed their label from green to red for the, for the uh, I don't know what it was, a Premier League championship or something. And, uh, but I know Liverpool was in it and they ended up, beating Tottenham, and I was mad about that. But I don't remember the brewery, (laughs) which is the case with most of this branding-type advertising. You know, the great creative doesn't sell, right? The where's the beef didn't sell. The plop, plop, fizz, fizz for Alka-Seltzer didn't sell. Um, Too often you remember the commercial and you don't remember the product, right? So uh, then all things being cyclical, it's back to the, a new diagnosis the following year to see if the strategy worked. And how in the world do you know 
That's what I'd like to know on brand advertising. You don't know who's watching your commercial. You don't know who's not watching it. You don't even know. You don't. You, you, you may know what household is has the TV on, right? With with the new streaming cable technologies, but you don't know if they're sitting in front of it, and you don't know if they're paying any attention. You know, they may have just gotten up. <laughs> but we were watching a series on on. Uh, Hulu, I think it was, and the commercials come in and go, whoom, and they're like 10-second commercials, and they're in, and it's really in, in, invasive in the, because you're watching, you know, a series set in back in history, and all of a sudden, some car commercial will come zipping through or something, like, what happened to the story? And then, about the time you realize that it's a commercial that's been inserted in a no appropriate spot, back comes the story again. You can't go get a burger. Or, or whatever, a sandwich. <laughs> so, but, you know, d- did I engage with that or did I just get get my mind scrambled? Okay, anyway, a good marketing plan will follow these three phases in its structure. Diagnosis should lead to strategic selection, no, to a strategic section, and finally to tactics and the budget associated with them. And see, well, what we do in direct marketing is we, we work with what you got and we say, well, how can we figure out, you know, what do you think, what do you think is going on? What do you think's winning and losing? What offers seem to be working? And most of the time, the client doesn't even have much down, right? And so, <clears throat> I say, well, okay, so let's talk about markets. Let's talk about, you know, who are you, are you reaching out to? Can we get anything? Can we use that to test some, something? And we look at, you know, we look at the offers, we look at the, the 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 markets, and we and we break it down into stuff that can be learned, and then we set up scientifically valid testing, and it's a continual iterative process, like Mark says, okay, but but it's more about the scientific process than it is about this guessing what's going to happen for a year and then coming back and guessing the next year. And by then, that's a whole different marketing team, more than likely, a whole different CMO. So anyway, there's no single ideal marketing plan format. Every young and desperate marketer searches online and in vain for magical standard templates that you fill in the night before the big presentation. But Google rewards you with 100 dumbass versions of different stupid plans no standard exists which tells me that there really isn't science going on here there's just smoke and mirrors no wonder marketing has a low esteem in the world but this overall three-part structure of diagnosis feeding strategy which drives tactical choices is inarguable if you know what you're doing well you know what you're doing you might not even need all these pieces try and stick to it and if you cannot organize your marketing plan into 20 slides in 60 minutes you're certainly too disorganized to execute down the track and here's another here's how to write a powerpoint pitch and it's the same idea you know by the by the sixth slide you'll pretty much have lost everybody anyway because most of the slides have nothing to do with anything and here's another good example of what we think of marketing this year here's this year Guess, hunch, this could happen, that could happen, maybe, maybe not, who the hell knows, and now we're into next year. 
if these are the best people in marketing, you got to wonder if the marketing process isn't completely broken. If you're broken, if your marketing process is broken, and especially if you're by some mistake, you're a CFO that got watching this show, and you suspect that the marketing people have really have no clue because they're trying to predict the future. I mean, in defensive marketing, it is an exercise in trying to guess the future, which nobody can do. So rather than that, you might want to get solid information about your market, solid information about what's paying off and what isn't. And for that, you need testing. And for that, you need well-designed testing, well-thought-out testing, not testing the trivial and not testing the obvious. Someplace in the middle, based on what you've tested already, based on what you know. I was looking at my phone over the weekend, and I came across a little piece of work I had done in a little Keep section. You know, Google has Google Keep. And it was the, the 29 breakthrough uh, projects that I've had a part in that ex gave explosive growth to companies. 29. Okay, and that may not sound like much, but think about it. 29 where we dramatically changed the valuation. How many, how many other people have had that much impact on that many companies? Not many. And it's all because we used methodical scientific direct marketing techniques. They may sound old-fashioned, but they're proven. Really, really proven. So if you're a CFO or a CEO watching this and you think, you know, how could I get control of this process, of this insanity that we call strategic marketing planning? There is a way. Give me a call. Or I'm supposed to put, yeah, I, do I have my number on there? Yeah. <laughs> David Foley says, you don't have your phone number on here. You say, give me a call. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, and you, if you can spell my name, which, you know, if you're on this channel, it's the name of the channel, then you can find me. So anyway, attached is the, is the Ritson plan, 14 steps to do an effective presentation. And really, it's about the marketing plan. How to build an effective marketing plan, and I think it's pretty well done if you buy into the idea that strategic thinking is the answer for the future, which I don't. Okay, just flat out, you don't change the valuation by 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 looking at the data from last year. You change the valuation by finding a new market, by finding a new product, by finding something exciting that you can that you can effectively fund that's going to provide a greater return on investment than you got now. And that's how you do it. And you need things in place to figure out what return on investment you're getting in your marketing. And that is not trivial. Okay. So uh, that's enough pontificating. Uh, I did like this article here, Why Direct Mail is Making a Comeback by Andy Cody. And, um, you know, it starts with the typical, you might think direct mail is a dinosaur. But the truth is direct mail offers a tangible experience that digital can't replicate holding a piece of mail in your hands it's tactile and it stands out from the digital noise and because of that we can know because you have to deal with it you cannot not deal with it they pile up so we can know who engaged with your mailing piece and didn't buy unlike the brand 
baloney that we were talking about earlier. We know that they had to look at it. Not only it, we know who got who it got mailed to. We know it got delivered to that household. We know it went to a decision maker. We know it forced a decision out of that decision maker. To keep it, to buy it, or to throw it away. Right? There had to be a decision. And because there's a decision, it opens us up to all the power of machine learning and AI. No other media gives you this. You say, oh, it's slow, it's expensive. Yeah, it is, right? But when you're done, you know something for sure. And with that, you can fund it, you can pour gas on it with social media, with pay-per-click, with all those. All those other things work better once you know what is working in the marketplace. Okay, physical mail is kept for days. And then he descends into all of the all of the stuff about headlines and subheads and copy and images that has almost no impact at all in fact if you want to stand out in direct mail make it look like a ransom note make it look like something completely different than they're getting from their 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 neighborhood realtor okay direct mail is expensive it's worth taking time with right it's worth getting some help with right make it stand out make it look different make it look crazy you probably do better can direct mail campaigns be targeted to specific demographics? Absolutely. You know, we have we have the census data for every neighborhood in America. Will it work? Probably not. That's about the worst way to do mail. But anyway, Andy, other than that, you know, it's not too bad an article. Have a nice day. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. We're getting more shares lately. I'm even learning to share this with some of the groups I'm in. So uh, thank you for that. It's great. Bye-bye.